content warning for drugging and racism. Check the description for details and timestamps. It's been one hell of a week. I sure could use a previously on to catch up on Ghost on a Train. Uh, you're very laid back, Lord Strangford. Strangford drug, Jiminy. Oh my god. We're not even too thorn yet. Pip coughs up a little bit of blood, just like... <coughs> Alright, keep out of trouble, baby boy. Baby boy? <laughs> okay, you have to tell us if you two are dating. If we are, I was not informed. Uh, Lord Strangford, didn't mean to alarm you. Nothing to flash about. Colbert and I are just going to head over into the locomotive. I, I'll be fine here on my own. I didn't want to worry you. That feels like a micro <laughs> It's like a macro aggression. Clearly he's up to something, but we don't know what yet. You could be at our eyes and ears on the ground. We could ply him with liquor in order to get that tongue slicker. I have here a uh, particularly cursed pepper. Oh, good boy! (laughs) (laughs) Running all around the room. Jiminy! Jiminy's running around. We have fixed the problem, so thank you, Greta. (laughs) Maybe it's time to plan a surprise of our own. We go up on top or make it seem like we're up on top. I don't see how just being on top of the train is that opportunity. We could have Candace, like, proclaim just loud enough that Strangford could hear that, like, something is on top of the parlor car. Candace, something stupid is happening. (laughs) Yeah, it looks about right. And there is the click of a revolver. Candace is pointing the revolver at you. Well, crumbs. Ah, shit! I fucking told you! And you're not gonna believe what's coming up next. Forced possession is not an ability shared by all spirits of the Shattered Isles. To embed oneself inside of a still-living body and influence its movements is one that will take a ghost some time after its demise to develop. It is one that a feral spirit of the Deathlands would likely dedicate little time to, as it is impossible for a specter with the hunger of centuries to wait and drain a human with the speed of a common tick. But Crowl has been a kept spirit for nearly two decades, and a city scoundrel long before that. Never going hungry after meeting Lord Strangford, the ghostly spy is so full of vitality that possession's benefit of consistent life force has become entirely secondary. What truly nourishes him is making someone kill a loved one with their own hands. on a train this is a podcast we play ghost lines an rpg by john harper uh, i'm greg your conductor and i run the game i'm hannah i play angel anderson and uh we just finished taking a 10 minute break but i spent most of it yelling i'm guy <laughs> i play Pip. about to get shot in character oh i'm glad not out of character <laughs> that one i can't predict It'd be pretty bad if you were to be short, uh, out of character. Uh, uh, I'm Stefan. I, I play what? Drix. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening right now? What? Hello? What? Go on. 
Go on. You want me to go on? What What do you want me to say? I uh, I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm just you know normally, bruv. Kinda... Normally, bruv, you've got some funny things to say about drinks. Say some funny, bruv. Oh, you, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh, right in it. This is intolerable. <laughs> <laughs> Kai has shut us off. <laughs> oh gosh. Simply do not know what you're on about, but okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. If yeah. you keep this up, I'm storming out again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Stefan plays drinks. <laughs> oh, we left off. Crowl is on the train. Uh, our line bulls had uh, determined as such. Jiminy was drugged to prevent detection, but thanks to Greta's very hot cursed pepper, Jiminy was was reawakened. The line bulls planned in the murder box a way to draw Crowl out, separated from Strangford, and they went to Candace for it. Unfortunately, uh, over the course of the conversation, Jiminy sniffed out that Crowl was actually inside Candace, and now Candace, she's got a gun again, but it's Crowl actually, because Crowl is possessing Candace, uh, and she has just kicked poor Jiminy. He's not doing so hot. But all of our line bulls are here. She's got her gun, and she says, or rather, Crowl says in her body, Listen up, baby boy and all your friends here. Oh, I don't like being called baby boy's friends. Sure thing, little girl. Oh, I don't like that either. That might be worse. You're gonna put yorks and all your equipment down, or... Oh, he puts the gun to Candace's head. Or this bird's gonna blow her brains out. Little girl. Come on, you know she erased that debt for you. You gonna repay her by making old Crowl have to splatter her brains? All right, it should be noted she put me in debt in the first place. Like, that isn't, but fine. Uh, Andrew will put her stuff down. You? Severosi? Yeah, I'm not gonna let you hurt Candace that way. Baby boy. Come on. You know she's got some thoughts up here and I'd hate to cover you in them. It puts him down, although I do not trust Krell to keep his word. So, I suppose somewhere, somehow, me and Strength must have slipped. Don't know how you got that mongrel of yours back up and awake. But I have a mind to shoot him, because this is getting too hard. Unless I can handle me job, and that'll be ending you, McKeel. You think... An acceptable compromise for shooting Jiminy is shooting Pip? That's how you think my moral code works? I'm not gonna lie. I'm in a bit of a tight spot now, ain't I? Truth be told, if I do blow out this bird's brains, then I'm left without a bite, and no reason for you not to hook me. If I shoot the dog, then you all might go for your hooks. If I shoot McKeel, and you all go for your hooks, at least I finish my job. That's the best one for me, and the way I can tell it, all three of these is bad for you. So I figure if somebody's gonna be happy, it ought to be all crowl, eh? Pip is gritting his teeth. Why don't you just go? Go where, mate? Anywhere. You're strong. Yeah, you heard our plan. It was to get you off the train, not kill you. Well, I'm gonna be out there in the Deathlands. You ever try to talk to a Deathlands spirit? I'll stalk Raven mad. You're offering us pretty bad compromises. I think we're within our rights to offer you one back. You want to live to try again? Do you want to make a roll? Oh god, I don't know what I'm doing. Could be finesse. Yeah, I just don't entirely know what I'm trying to do. Never mind then. 
I'll let's 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 think about what you guys are trying to do, and you can say something. And I have an idea. You guys are not gonna like it. I'm curious what it is. This is a recap for me as well as the audience. The ways to get a ghost out of like a a host body to knock them unconscious or to rip them out. Um, I'm trying to think if you're able to. Rip- well, it's like just shock to the system will do it. In Blade's terms, whenever uh, something bad happens, the spirit has to like make a roll to control it. But the simplest way is to just knock them out. I think, personally, the best move here is for someone to get the gun away from him. Yep. Like, you could- here's the deal. If you want to knock Candace out, which is, I think, what you are uh, so lightly implying- That is what I am implying. You don't need to imply things, you know. You can just say them. But it's more fun to imply. (sighs) We are faced with sort of the same issue of, you gotta do it in one shot, you gotta do it quick, because if you draw your hooks, he's gonna shoot someone. So I would rather the first move be get the gun away from her. Him. Them. Both of them. And that is what I would like to do. Right. Yeah, I was just trying to buy time, I think. So, so do you want to assist? I guess. Be, yeah, I think I think that would make sense if you'd be, like, distracting and assisting. Sure. Uh, and attempts to go for the gun. Sure. Uh, that's a ten. Pick a level plus two to this. And I, I assume you're probably doing a force, because that's, like, to seize something. Yes. Unless you're trying to lasso it or something. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not lassoing anything. Yeah, this is gonna be force. I can't. I can't theoretically use lightning oil, can I? Because charge your gloves. That's mixing like game mechanics with whatever. You can charge the ghost grabbing gloves, maybe. You can charge the ghost grabbing gloves. It's it's the sort of thing where I'm like, I don't know about like if the timing would help. Yeah, that's the thing. I would say maybe maybe not. Just take just take the plus two from from Andrew. Yeah, if you need an extra assist, Drix is also down to assist. All right. Well, we'll see how this ends up. Yeah. I've been rolling garbage. I've been swapping out dice when they fail me. That's... Okay, I have a plus two from, like, the the help. From Angel's help, yeah. And I have another plus one for Cruel. So that is a 13. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> Alright. So what does it look like? You do all three, which is you're going to inflict great harm, quote unquote. You're going to suffer little harm in return and seize something. So this is a kind of a Krav Maga move. Pip's like, all right, I'm right here. Okay, you're giving yourself up. Yes, that's what he's doing. Okay. I'm giving myself up. When Kral kind of turns the gun. All right, then, baby boy. The old bird's pretty fond of you, I gotta say. So this is gonna be real bad for her. When the gun comes to face me, Pip grabs and pulls in while extending a punch square to the face. Hell yes. Because, like, the gun is now behind me. I am not being shot. It is under my arm. Great harms. That's punches to, to vicious beating, even. I do have it written down that free harm means somebody will require medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be the safe way to, to KO, I would think. Yep. Considering the fact that you you got metal gloves, yeah, this is this is gonna hurt. Which is, I think, what Pip was referring to. She's not. I mean, you theoretically always need medical attention when you're knocked unconscious, anyway. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bam, KO'd. Crowl uh, slowly begins to rise out of like her nose. Somebody roll against the supernatural. Pip, I guess it's me. Pip made the opening move. I believe in him. 
It's just, it's his villain. We're level two. We don't have the assistance of the other lion. You have an anchor, yeah. but not a bull in every other role. So the plus two from your rank, minus one from uh, the fact there's only three of you. Total of plus two with your cruel, probably. Okay. Nice. Cruel paying dividends. Cruel, baby. Cruel we love to see it. Close to death the whole time. Cruella. Oh, yes. Actually a benefit. That is a nine total. Okay. Pick one. You seize the initiative, maintain an orderly disposition, or seize a particular opportunity or advantage. I'd like to seize the initiative. I mean, technically we already did that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But this will just mean that you guys can act and maybe even pick up your equipment before Crowl's fully out. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, make your opening move. All right, so I've got the the gloves on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get Crowl out further. Get him into a position where, like, he's can he could be blasted safely. I can't think of like a plus one like ongoing for for this, but I I think this is probably better that we seize the initiative. I mean, if the advantage that we have is he's not out all the way, then maybe we shouldn't be pulling him out further. I think seizing the initiative is enough, to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm saying, with regards to your move feel like are more negatives to him being out than positives i would rather be able to pick up our equipment i would rather be able to get in a position to blast him than have him in a position to blast us no ghost wrestling got it as much fun as that would be for me to wrestle some ghosts no ghost wrestling i mean you can you can make the opening move you can just grab him as he pops out cool then yeah i think i'm gonna do that I think this is more of a finesse thing, because I'd like to assist whoever is about to blast him. Basically, like, line up the shot. Hmm. If that is at all possible. Does that sound good? I'm torn. There's not a lot of finesse to the grabbing, because in this case, you've got the initiative, you can just grab him. But I guess moving him? Yeah. This is this is so we don't hit Candace with it. Make it a clear shot. Stefan, Hannah, what do you think? I'm relatively indifferent. Yeah, same. I don't really have any other ideas other than just like finesse. i need to give someone a, a plus one go for it all right finesse now i'm rolling all right okay that is a seven plus one and eight so yeah I, i'm just gonna say this is just an assist to whomever all right Carl comes out he's already grabbed my hip he goes grabbing gloves did you have something Stephen? i was gonna let let this on him real quick you can do that and then i can try and net him okay <laughs> that works for me <sighs> Let us blast. Screw it. I'm gonna pump a lightning oil. Let's end this as quick as we can. Uh, that's a nine plus two fours plus the lightning oil plus plus one. Uh, the assist. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's thirteen. Nice. nice. God damn. Awesome. So that means lightning hook surge because it's the heavy lightning hook. Plus one for having greater harm. And then you've got, I always forget, you have Vicious, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's five, baby. God damn. Yeah, the most blasted man. Uh, what does it look like? Pip holds this guy up, and Drix rolls forward, grabs his lightning hook, and, like, lays on his back as he blasts Prowl upwards. 
he's stealing Pip's previous position as the most blasted man. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. I also, uh, I'm doing this partially to be a dick, but also because it just makes sense. I am right there. Because you just did five whole damage. Pip is going to take two harm from a lightning hook jolt, reduced to one by the anchor suit's heavy thing and electro field. <laughs> because you blasted, <laughs> you blasted him so hard and Pip was just holding him. I'm okay with that, but it is this is tight. So for like visuals, I imagine like Kraus started coming out and it's like, oh, you bastard. I think the first thing that Pip does, just like, this was probably something he was thinking about for a long time, and just like grabbed him right by the throat as soon as his uh neck was available. And as he's still kinda like coming out, Drix just gets him like square in the chest. Nice. Kraus like <laughs> Why are you choking? You don't even have lungs anymore. This is force of habit. <laughs> so is this. <laughs> and he uh, lifts up his coat as he's like slammed up against the wall and you see some like spectral dynamite fuses burning. Can't be fucking kidding me. Andrew, your move. Well, I'm still going to try and net him. Sure. I'm glad I had that last favor <laughs> Crimson Elixir or else I would have been a scar. But I am at 11. <laughs> I'll pump a lightning oil. Sounds good. Alright, that is uh, 5 plus 1 is the dice. Plus 1 for the lightning oil is 7. Plus 3 for my force is 10. Hell yeah, which two do you pick? Oof, that's a toughie. I'm gonna go with quickly and avoiding trouble compromiser cost. Hell yeah. Little <laughs> user lit. You hook him, they bounce a little bit. Are you like retracting him? Do you want to like move him in any direction, I guess? Or is it just, is it enough that he's, like, connected to a spirit bottle? If he's about to explode, then I think I'll move him away from Pip. <laughs> Maybe, like, fling him into a wall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trying to get the geometrics of the room worked out in my head. We're in the office car. We could put him in a compartment. You're in the office car. You just came in from the crew car entry. He was by Candace's desk, which is in the middle of the room. I'm gonna. F- of- I so would like there to- is a, there is a far wall. Telegraph. Can is. I can I fling him into the weird stained corner that nobody talks about? <laughs> that will be close to you, though. Will it? I thought we you, were. You guys are like around here. Oh, we came you, in from you that came in way. From that way. Okay. So you're around here on this fine, side. Fine. I'm looking at the layout on in the Patreon folder in the Google Drive. I'll nice. throw him into the far wall then. It, it would have been really good to throw him into the stain. I thought we came in the other way. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Um, but uh, it's cool. It's cool. We'll stain him later. We'll stain him later. Yeah, there'll be a second weird stain <laughs> that nobody talks about. Oh! Yeah, so you hurl him, whip him into the corner. I uh, still connect it. There is a. Uh... So the explosion is happening. It's a spectral explosion, but it still rocks some things. I'd like some kind of roll from one or multiple of you to deal with it, because there might be some, like, debris and stuff or explosion. I mean, if you need a steel roll. My steel is minus two. I'm not doing this one. <laughs> yeah, my steel is zero. So it's not that. is very hurt. <laughs> the thing with rolling steel for me is the most likely outcome is I'll do the thing I don't want to do. <laughs> you can plan for that, though, is the funny part. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to. That's That feels dishonest. I'm just saying, strategic. All right, I'll do it. I will say also strategy again, Pip is so hurt right now. I will do it. I don't give up. I could do it. Drix can do it. I want to do it. That's so okay. stupid of you. Absolutely, okay. but it's more dramatic. Okay. All right. 
Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> thing I don't want to do. What are you? What are you physically doing to try to deal with this explosion? Okay, so this is a spectral explosion. It's a spectral explosion. I think what Pip's trying to do is I'm going to like temporarily overclock the anchor suit to make like a mini lightning barrier to try and like yeah you're expanding the electro field that the anchor it. suit already has yeah yeah I like it. uh thing I don't want to do panic disengage your flea actually no freeze up leave myself wide open okay. how is it not take more harm uh because if I take more harm any like. If I take any harm, it's a scar. So if I take yeah, more harm, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that feels like the thing that you don't want to do. Oh my god. You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> He's just prepared to take a scar right now. Yeah, prepared well, to take I mean, a scar. Well, that's It'll the be thing. Because like, if I take any hit, like it's it's a scar either way. So I feel like you want to try not to get hit in that case, but that's just me. Am I interpreting this wrong? Of just like, you can turn like any one hit into a scar rather than take a Yeah, anyone hit into a scar. No, 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 you're right. The disconnect here is that taking a scar is bad. (laughs) And I personally, if I were you, would be trying to avoid it. We're level two, it's fine. We're good. This is more fun for me. (laughs) To each their own. And that, thank you, Cruel, is another 13. Yeah, okay, so you do none of them. Yeah. Uh, the spectral explosion happens. Uh, the, t- the telegraph's gonna need to be repaired. If Candace yells at us about that, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> She's not an unreasonable woman. <laughs> She's not an unreasonable woman, but also, like, I did just sock her in the face, so... She's a semi-unreasonable woman. <laughs> uh, she's yeah. not a wholly unreasonable woman, but she's had her moments. Some of the puzzle compartments are, like, bent open and stuff, and there's a little wee-wee-wee-wee-wee alarm that goes off. Were there any secret compartments that we did not know about that have opened because of this? One with a couple coins, and then for another one, a small duck exits and uh, walks up the ceiling and out of the hatch. Ducky! What? Cool. That's Andrew. (laughs) That was in character. (laughs) Oh my gosh. One of the compartments was just an air fryer basket. No one knows where the controls are. (laughs) Andrew, Andrew. So there's a tug on the line of the Skavik Circus Belt part of the web thrower. So the thing with the explosion is the explosion was Crowl. The different lines, the three different lines they have on the knife points, they're like spreading out, but then they're also starting to swirl and condense now as like his form returns. You can feel him struggling against the line. So it's either Andrew or Drix. The explosion's clearing. The explosion is Crowl. Can I reel him in if he's not fully formed yet? Sure. Okay. Give me a roll. Um, I guess that's force, even though I hate it. <laughs> it, 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 like narratively it'll count as like doing some harm because when he's connected it's like once he reaches the harm threshold then you can bottle him i'll pump another lightning oil sick uh didn't need to that's an 11 god damn i suppose i will uh suffer a little harm in return and uh drive them back seize something or create an opportunity nice 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 we'll consider that a lightning hook jolt as far as, like, people are tracking, so it's, like, seven harm coming his way. So, you uh, crackle some of the electricity and reel him in. His form is being dragged along the train, putting a hand into the, the floor and the wall and carving it up. Oh, little girl, little girl, you're next. You're next. You're next. Stop calling me little girl. He um, pulls out a knife and throws it at you. Normally, that's like a deadly weapon, which would be three, reduced by one, because you suffer little harm in return. 
reduced by another one because mm-hmm. armor. So take one harm. Okay. Yeah, he throws it, cuts you a little bit. Cool anime cut across the cheek. Cool Ooh. anime cut across the cheek. Yeah. That's got a scar in a like, really cool way. I mean, no, it's not, because there's a mechanic for scars in this game, and that isn't it. But That's I like your true. thinking. I like I like what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I ever give you a scar, I'll try to make it be cool in anime. Okay. But yeah, Drix, your go, as now Crowl is being pulled towards the bottle. You've seen ghosts with a lot of fight in him, and he's got a kind of an unusual amount of fight in him. But there's actually not a lot left, is at least as far as keeping him from the bottle. He got a good hit. Fantastic. What I'd like to do is I'd like to get uh, so that the bottle is on one side, Crowell's in the middle, and that I am on the other, and then I want to blast him with my heavy lighting cook. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, like, go around to the side and just blast him in. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Drix kind of jukes around Crowell and then levels his lightning hook and goes for another blast. And you know what? We're gonna pump that final lightning oil, because we are not fucking around on this one. Not fucking around on this! Absolutely not! Oh dear. Um. <laughs> Not fucking around on this. Oh. Tell me the total. Is it a six? I'm sorry. Uh, Is it a six? I'm sorry. No, no. It's barely a seven. It's a one and a okay. three. So okay. it's yeah. just barely made seven. <laughs> oh, lightning oil! The lightning oil did the work. Thank you. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Scotland, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Unity, it's where it's where they where they purify the lightning oil. <laughs> oh, thank God for the lightning oil. I'm out. I'm out of lightning oil. So <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, which and one you, you pick? two are retired? <laughs> which one you pick? Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm gonna pick Great Harm. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Great Harm. I want him dead. Get I want him gone. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, so you, you get behind him when he's struggling. The horse fucker's here. here. Get off my ass. My ass. My ass. And he pulls out, he pulls out a ghost gun. <laughs> um, oh, come on. And shoots and shoots tricks with the ghost gun. I can't believe he had a phantasmal pea shooter. <laughs> Three. Three harm for deadly weapons. Okay. Slash, uh, major manifestation attack from a ghost. He has armor, right? Not anymore. Not today. Well, how you doing? I have two pie slices left on my heart. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah, you look real bad. <laughs> yeah. He shoots, and then you shoot right back. And he gets blasted into the bottle, reaching his head out. The alarms are blaring for the uh, the puzzle compartment. Jiminy and Candace are in a corner, slumped over. Crowell uh, turns to Pip. It ain't over. It ain't over. The Lord, the Lord will send more of us. More of us. I'm sure he will. And here's the fun thing. You'll be able to tell him. I'm sure he'll figure it out, though. And he just grumbles as he gets slammed into the bottle, and the bottle, when Squirk is doing the Pokemon vibrating angrily, <laughs> once, twice, three times, Yay. and then it stops. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we should probably go get Mr. McLaremont, because Candace is bleeding from the head a little. Yeah. 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 Jiminy's twitching, he gives out a saddle. Oh, Jiminy, this has been a hard day for you too, isn't it? 
I, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit here for a second, uh, catch my breath. <laughs> All right, I'll go get I'll go get Mr. McClaremont. You uh, walk through the crew car into the uh, passenger car, uh, and you see. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and you see, um, you see sitting in between, weirdly on one side, Gibbon the large daggerite woman and Key the Severosi man with the large key, and on the other side is Yarrow the smaller daggerite woman and peels with all of his fruits, and Mr. McClaremont sitting between them. So I think we've all learned about how we can treat each other a little bit better, and how, you know, our successes don't need to come off the backs of each other. We're, we're equals, even if societally we don't feel like it. I think the important thing is that, well, you care for each other, and you could make that more clear, pointing to uh, Yaro and Fields. And and I think you, you all can stop having such a complex about this, because honestly, you're undermining people who care about you and yourselves, pointing to, to Gibbon and Key. Wow. The Gibbon and Yaro I get, but we're really inferring a lot about what Key and Peel's relationship is like. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I'm sure it's not actually like that, but like Jordan Peel is always doing so much. Yeah. And Keegan Michael Key, you're always like, oh, oh shit. He's in this movie. <laughs> you see him on commercials. Like, you don't see Jordan Peele still doing commercials. He's doing a sitcom now, so that's fun. Oh, good for him. Wait, what sitcom? A uh, reboot. It's on Hulu. Shit, I need to watch that. That's Rachel to Bloom. Same. Oh, that's, I, same. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Angel walks in covered in blood and debris. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, like a, there's like a cut on your cheek. Yep. <laughs> Mr. McClaremont. Oh, oh, Andrew. Listen, um, I need to go. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, can you take it from here? And you see the man counting the coins, writing, writing down his notepad. He says, yeah, you know, you know, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. I could do it. It is enough. And I'm enough. And McClemore's like, yes, yes, all right. Listen, just, just finish, finish it off. I gotta go. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm glad Jeffrey had a whole arc. <laughs> A ghost got into Candace, and we had to punch her in the head, and she's uh, not do. She's on. She's a little bit unconscious. Like how? Or, or just a little bit unconscious? No, all right. she's completely unconscious. All Sorry. right, all right. Um, I, I undersold that. Okay, all right. Well, it's not good to be unconscious for too long. That's a bad sign. Well, it's only been like two minutes. <laughs> Right. It was pretty quick. Uh, yeah, and then by this time, you're, like, in the office car. <laughs> Rounds are six seconds. I mean, maybe not in this game. Super not. <laughs> but I assume they're still pretty short. Okay. Well, head wounds bleed a lot. But I I, I mean, I, I think she should be all right. I think we got it. Hey, hey, boss. Hey, boss lady. And he's, like, tapping, and she's like, oh. No, oh, McKeel, you stupid son of a bitch. Get out of here. Oh, that's much more this, normal. This fair. Yes. Out of the way, don't, it's not. <laughs> I told you the baby boy thing was weird. You guys have got to start listening to me when I say people are being weird. You're right, you're right. I, I just, I thought it was flirting. I thought, I thought it was flirting. I'm confused by any sort of attention. Pippin, you alright? Yeah, I'm not assassinated, so yes, sorry for clocking you. No, I'm. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to threaten you like that. Well, we got the gun away, so 
Wolf's world it ends well. I wasn't sure. Last last thing I remember was was you saying that you were gonna let me him shoot you, and I. You're a stupid son of a bitch, but you remind me of a couple. Listen, you're an anchor, but not like. <sighs> the problem with anchors is that if you get attached, they're just gonna weigh you down. And I, I admire you, Pippin McKeel. I know he's, he was saying all those things, calling you baby boys. I wouldn't call you baby boy. That'd be yeah, weird. Please don't. Right? I, I think. Sometimes I'm flirting with you, but I, I can't. Oh, damn. Let's, let's just call it... Call it a whoosh, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. And if you ever want to stop by the pub or something, when we're... Yeah. Well, I'm going to be spending some time there anyway. After everything. Drix has stars in his eyes. I'm gonna go... Well, listen to Andrew, it's just... I Is, is there anything ghost-related we have to talk about? It's life-related. No, I don't want to You could have died. Anybody could have died. Yeah, you need to be doing things, I all right? I could have died almost every day. <laughs> listen, I hope you've got that girl living a life that she won't regret. It'll be fine. She spent the last week thinking about titties. <laughs> I clear my eyes. <laughs> my eyebrows go up. <laughs> I suppose our Andrew is at that special age. Don't tell people my private business. <laughs> You're not here, baby. <laughs> well, I, I suppose I could I could give her some advice. I think I might. I, I don't know if I have pamphlets or nothing, but I, I could I could I could have a talk with her. I'll go give her a talk, actually. No, 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 no. I, 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 I think just let her figure it out. I think just let her figure no, it listen, out. No, listen, the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh, no, we were, no, uh, no very no, much about no. the human body. I'm very knowledgeable in anatomy and, and that sort of thing. No, 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 no. She's got questions. You know what? Hey, Candice, she's got questions. She really doesn't. Me. She does not have questions. She can just... <laughs> she does have questions. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest right now. I think I'd prefer crowd to this conversation. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Claremont leaves it still. No, it's just you, you three. <laughs> I'm gonna go damage control that. <laughs> Have fun, you two. <laughs> I don't think there's any positive outcome to any of that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and you know, I I just suffered major head trauma. I am. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit at my desk. Uh, you can go to the crew cockpit. Yeah, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, just uh. You know that won't be the last time, right? He's he's not gonna give up. I uh. I'll try to do a better job protecting you. Don't have to worry about that. I'm gonna sleep good tonight. I got to choke out Crow. That felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah, get, get on out of here, you little, little cockroach of a man. He's, he's never going to get you. Table leaves. I, I'd say by this point we're comfortably in the, the second half of the journey between Thorn and Severin. I think just hanging in the crew car, part of me wants to go check on Lord Strangford, but like not enough of me to actually do it. Drix is definitely having a drink and staring wistfully into the glass. Yeah, Andrel's not drinking, but she's... 
Angel's sitting with Jiminy in front of her and just kind of staring at him to make sure he doesn't disappear again. If he was allowed, Mr. McClaremont definitely would have filled Andrew in on some fun anatomical facts. Oh, no. <laughs> Genuinely, Andrew should get some sex education. Probably. But <laughs> it's weird when it comes from Mr. McClaremont. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Guy, go on. Pip has the, the bottle that has Crowl in it and is just like bullying it incessantly. It doesn't react, but it feels good for Pip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These these bottles are, like, they're tight. These aren't the clumsy bottles of 40 years ago Blades in the Dark time. <laughs> these are modern, sleek designs. Ooh. Wait, this is, isn't this before Blades in the no. Dark? No. Blades in the Dark is 847 Imperial Era. Ghost Lines is year 891. All right, good to know. Uh, a tube message comes. I'll read it. It's for Drix with two X's. Okay, Drix can read it. And it's a little stumbling. There's typos. And it says, Drix Strangford's drinking Mechamigo one far one whim. Oh, no. Anything more you need? You're relieved. Uh, he, he writes back. <laughs> Some time passes, I think, uh, eventually. There will be a knock on the crew car door. And there is the uh, smiling, smug face of Lord Strangford. Hello. How are you? Hello there, Colburn. Drix? Lord. I was wishing to inquire with uh, Candace, if possible. That lovely, lovely lassie of hers uh, appears to be, um, well, uh, quite tired uh, after all the drinking she and I have been doing. Can't really blame her. I mean, she is a scarf. Mm. <clears throat> Sure, I can take you right back to see her. Uh, he sees Pip. And if you still blame with the bottle, he does see the bottle. Yeah, you, he can't hide a moment of surprise and then rage. You take him in, see Candace. Her eyes narrow. She says, Lord Strangford. Hello. Uh, any particular reason you came by? Checking on something? And Lord Strangford says, Well, I do suppose I was. But it appears that the way you run your train is not quite uh, what I expected here. <laughs> not exactly ministry standard. Works for you, works for you, what can I say? But it appears I do have some bad news in that case. Your man looks fairly large here. Maybe he could go scoop her up. But, um, you're gonna have to fire the scarf. Uh, the scarf? Listen, we've got two different Scotlanders working on the train, and they got names. <laughs> we Usually we got, like, name tags. Like, you can... That feisty lassie in the, the parlor car you put me with. Well, I, I don't suppose drinking on the job is part of her description. Or either way, it was quite unbecoming. She's, uh, darn near passed out when she's supposed to be waiting on me, I believe. But you, uh, Lord Strangford, uh, from what I understand, you were... Pre- pressuring her to drink one with you, if you will. <laughs> of course, you understand moderation. Good stock to Severosi. But it appears that a touch of alcohol and she couldn't stop. The, the poor thing just kept going and going. I can only assume that this is uh, typical. Can't exactly have your employees drinking to such excess. I assure you, it's not typical. They live differently up north. You'll see. Trix is fist is balled up. Is anyone there but Trix? I mean, if you followed. 
you want to follow, it's, it's possible. It is Strangford. It might be concerned enough if you want to follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose I will have then. Pip? I don't think you could pay Pip to be in a room with Strangford. He has been trying to avoid Strangford, yeah. Okay. So maybe you come in after the fact and you're a little concerned. Okay. Is everything all right? Yes, child. Well, one of your co-workers has um, indulged a bit too much. She's uh, she's very sleepy and you can't be sleeping on the job. Who's sleeping? The wee lassie who runs the parlor. He's uh, saying that... He's saying that Georgie has drunk herself asleep. You know what? Let's all take a trip. Let's all let's all go here. Okay. Respectfully, Lord Strangford, I'm not going to fire one of my employees just because you say so. There's a reason why between you and her is me, and not to mention the executive officers and those sort of things. Of course, of course. Drix frantically scrambles to write a note for Greta telling her sober up Georgie. You, uh, you head over... Georgie is still looking sluggish. Greta is um, there with some water. As you guys show up, she stands. Oh, I suppose you're, you're Lord Strangford. Lord Strangford says, Ah, oh, yes, the second scarf. Hello. As you can see, Candace, it appears this Georgie of yours. She's out like a light. There could be any number of explanations for that. Maybe she's hurt. Regardless, I am Minister of Preservation, and I say she goes. Candace just said she doesn't have to fire people just because you say so. Candace grimaces a bit. I'm seeing it with my own eyes, Andrew. At the very least, um, I'm gonna need to, to bench her. Can I, like, start... <sighs> Dude's got fucking drugs on him. Um, Can I, like, look through the bottles and see if anything, like looks off or strange about can I make an insight check? This sure, is probably sure. this is probably an insight check. Yep. That is an eight. So I get two. What's really going on here? Yep. I think as you're you're looking, you do remember the drugs and actually Greta whispers at you. I think it's the same. <sighs> What's the best way to prove it? If you could find any on his person. <sighs> God, how the fuck do I do that? Whisper in Drix's ear. Whisper in Drix's ear. Yeah, Andrew will whisper in Drix's ear. Yeah, yeah me all can. This is like talking to Strangford. Like, I can't just fire her outright, but, you know, we'll, we'll bench her for now. And when we're back this way, the I drugs. have to review. The drugs. He's, he's got to have some on him. Okay, I, I got this. I got this. Um, I don't care what you do. We're you're heading back to Scotland. She can send her packing back where she came from. Drix stumbles into Lord Strangford. Oh, oh, oh my, oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. I totally lost my balance there for a second. And he starts to you know brush the dust off of him and pat him down. <laughs> it sounds like you're employing something like finesse. Uh, sure do sound like that. That would be boxcars, baby! Yeah! <laughs> the tincture falls from the stupid fucking jacket pockets because his jacket is hanging off him already. <laughs> it, like, fall- In fact, his jacket falls off uh, and as you're able to pick it up, it just sort of, it like rolls off. Um, now what's this? You're able-, you're able to scoop it up before him. Greta, have you ever seen anything like this before? Well, uh, I suppose to me that looks like some sort of um, sleeping medication, perhaps. Hmm. But you don't appear to be very, uh, very tired here, Lord Strangford. Strangford, um, he smiles a little wider, like a little forced grin. Why, yes. Normally I would take such a thing for 
Truth be told, even though as minister I I do lead Leviathan fleets and trains, I get a bit motion sick. Oh, I see what happened here. You added this to the wrong drink, didn't you? Yeah, Georgie has never had anything like this happen to her before. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It must have been entirely accidental. No harm, no foul, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if we check Georgie out, this stuff will be all over her, right? I suppose so. A simple mistake, then. May I? And he reaches out his uh, big hand for the, uh, the tincture. By all means. I do hope it really helps with your motion sickness. Oh, I'm sure it will. Well, don't I feel silly? And here I was, about to send her away for all this. Oh, well, you know, mistakes happen. And sometimes plans go awry. What can you say? That they do, that they do. Well, glad there's such good heads on such strong shoulders here on the pride of Duskwall. Truly, living up to your namesake. (laughs) We do try here. We really like to think of this more like uh, a family, if you will. Yes, yes. Families. Family is important. Is there anything else you need? Or is this conversation done? I'll need somebody to help me in the parlor car until um, the wee lassie is uh, awake and upright. Well, unfortunately, we've just had a difficult battle, so I don't think any of us are feeling up to that, but I'm sure someone will- Scoff's a scoff! Here, you! You can stay here! Said to Greta. Jesus Christ! You're already a chef, right? Actually, Greta has some other things to attend to. Why don't we get the railmen up here? I'm sure they could serenade you. Ooh, uh, and Trevor probably isn't doing much either, since- (laughs) Trevor sneezes. Uh... Since all is well with the train for the moment, I'm sure he would love to entertain you. He has a lot of magazines. Oh, you love to hear about his latest spark craft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, may I ask? Although I suppose I could look it up on the rolls. Colburn, I had heard your name was Drix. Is there perhaps a, a surname that I might know you by? No, me and my parents, we're kind of estranged, so I, I, I make my own way in the world, you know? And you, Dunville, might I have your name? Um, she swallows and then sort of makes herself stand up a bit straighter. Angel Anderson, at your service. Well, I'll not forget your names. Drix, Angel Anderson. Do give my regards to your comrade Pippin McKeel. Mm-hmm. Hope to see you again sometime. I'm certain this won't be the last time. Train ride that we won't soon forget either. Canvas takes a drag. Cigarette holder exhales in the direction of Lord Lord Strangford. I'll keep you company, Strangford. Maybe we can talk about your thoughts on how I run my train. And she like pulls up a seat uh, and motions for you guys to leave. And I will do that! (laughs) Yep, I'm out. Like pats Candace on the shoulder and walks out. Is someone taking care of Georgie or should we grab her as well? Yeah, I I presume like you'd come with Greta. Yeah, okay. I think Greta's got her in her big, strong arms. Yeah, yeah, in her big, strong arms. (laughs) Georgie's so small compared to Greta. 
not gonna lie, I, I don't have any more of that cursed pepper or anything. I, I do think it was worth it to use the first one on Jiminy. He did help us pretty considerably. So I suppose poor Georgie will just have to endure. She'll be fine. I'll just give her water and get some fruit ready for her, maybe. That's yeah. that guy in the passenger car. I hope she's okay. Drugging someone, that's awful. Among all the other awful things. What a piece of crap. Just because he could, too. He didn't need to do any of that. Ah, he was just pissy that he lost, so he was like, well, I'll take something from them. People like that are the worst. Stepping on whoever they can to get by. Yeah. I imagine with the Ministry of Preservation on our backs, we're gonna have to watch ourselves. We beat him once, we can do it again. Ah, technically we beat him twice now. That's true. (laughs) Let's get back to Pip. Anything else you want to do? I'm all good. Yeah, I think I'm good. Hell yeah. The Pride of Duskwall heads to Severin, the city that connects to Elysia across the sea, to Akeros. As you pass through the lightning barrier, the uh, spirit bottle that Crowl is in stirs a slight bit, but no more. You guys get one stash for your base stash uh, for doing a, a line. So three line rating is the highest line rating. Times your level. So six chits. Yeah. One plus level hazard pay for the anchor. And then you did clear uh, six ghosts. Yeah. So get six more chits. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's 13 for us, 14 for Pip. No, more than that for Pip. One okay. plus yeah, one plus I level, guess, so three well, extras for Pip. I, guess I don't care what Pip has. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have 27 chits. All right, that's good. We'll all be able to... What am I supposed to do with these? Heal up, first of all. I can't spend all of these. We'll save them for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. I guess. And uh, next time on Ghosts on a Train will be a layover. Yay. Yay. This was a harrowing one, huh? I'll give you a chance to catch your breath, but we're still going. We're still going. All right. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, bye. See ya. Stay hydrated. The Pride of Duskwall, safe behind the lightning barrier and now vacated of passengers, not yet vacated of all trace. There is some small amounts of cleanup and general um, general attention that a train needs before even the, the crew are allowed to disembark. At this very moment, the line bulls have put away their equipment. Shortly, they will meet with Candace to receive their pay. But while suiting into civilian clothes, the doorway from the passenger car into the crew car opens. And Jacques, the railman. <laughs> oh, God. Holds a crumpled, stains flyer in his hands. I keep forgetting if I like Jacques or if it's Pierre who I dislike. Jean-Paul is the one you hate. Or Jean-Claude, rather. Oh, Jean-Claude. I'm glad someone remembers, because <laughs> honestly, I have a hard time telling them apart. No, Jacques's cool. I feel like they're pretty distinct overall. This is a very strange conversation to hear you say in front of me, but you know what? I'll, I shall take it. I'm the cool railman. This is why you're the cool one. You, you want a drink? Oh, sure, mon ami. Behold this treasure that I have found, crammed in uh, one of the seats. 
Pip pours him a neat gin. There is a, a gaudy looking flyer with a big colorful tent and pictures of clowns. <gasps> Dear, insert train name here. <laughs> Congratulations. You have been selected as a possible host for Madame Sham's Imperial Rail Circus. Uh, note, uh, no relation to actual Imperial Rail or Imperial Circus. <laughs> The greatest in on-rails entertainment. Hold on, is there any relation to actual shams? Because that, this, this seems kind of on the nose. A what? A, what is a, what is a sham? It's a, a farce. A farce? A farce. Like, oh, I know that word from the dictionary. Is that, is, so, so like the, like a. Like a trick. Oh, oh not like I breaking wind. No, no, that's no, different. No, What's that? No, no. That's fart. That's with a T. Oh, I see, I see. A shenanigan? Perhaps. Now you're just making things up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just a kerfuffle. All right, I shall continue reading from this uh, possible shenanigan. (laughs) (laughs) Is your train drab? Spooky? A bit sad and constantly beset by ghosts? It is. That's all correct. Well, uh, we can't help with that, they say. But we can uh, make the ride fun. Why, we have it all at the Madame Shams. We have the world's smallest menagerie, uh, which sounds bad, but get this. It features the world's tiniest dog. <gasps> I want to see the tiny dog. I was just about to ask if it's just like, they don't have a lot of selection, or they're all just like very, very tiny. I want to see the tiny dog. Oh, it's perhaps one of those uh, teacups. Really tiny ones that live for like, <laughs> live for like two years because they're very unhealthy. <laughs> Don't say that in front of Jiminy. No, I mean, dogs aren't unhealthy. Teacups are. All right, well. How do their mustaches grow into the shape of a teacup? <laughs> I'll never know. Good lord. This <laughs> is just a very careful selective breeding, is what I've been told. It totally messes up their ability to eat and breathe and just generally live. They're very cute, but it's is, is very clear they're suffering. It's tragic. All right, continue. <laughs> this is kind of being a bummer. I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> we've we've <laughs> unfortunately ruined your, your childlike wonder at this circus. You have a little bit, yes. But they have a conveniently compact stage for plays and shows and more. Music, uh, games that are only barely rigged. You, you know, that's actually pretty good because theoretically... <laughs> It sounds like we would be playing the games and the circus would be giving us a little bit of the money. That does sound like a thing that would get Candace to say yes to a circus. Yeah. You know, we have the coin-operated seats. Clearly Candace is trying to milk as much money out of these people as possible. We also did just buy that phonograph for entertainment, so clearly she's thinking about it. I still can't believe that you managed to get all of those records. Where did you even find them? Like, the pile was bigger than you. I'm a scrappy orphan, baby. Now, uh, just real real quick. Hey, Jacques, um, real man with the voice of an angel says what? Uh, oh. I think that's inconclusive. Don't worry. It's a, it's a process. It's it's a whole process. I swear, if it's, if it's Jean-Claude, I'm going to Jean-Claude me eyes out. You believe that Jean-Claude has the voice of an angel? No, but it would be just ironic enough to make me suffer. Can we please finish reading this? <laughs> Oh, yes, it is, it is very close. So come on down to the train yard, look up your brand new entertainment car, 
and dig fun of the rails. Uh, please keep car on the rails at all times. <laughs> and so down here, there's a little place where just somebody needs to sign, and we could just sort of send it out. You guys want a free circus car? I don't know if it's free, actually. But okay, we should figure out if it's free, but, like, I- if it is, we should absolutely... I think we need to put the condition in there that they are nice to their dogs. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, listen, listen, I'm sure they maybe care about them, but uh, humanity as a whole has fucked them up with right. breathing, let me tell you. <laughs> well, then that's not the circus's fault, so let's go. I think it could be pretty fun. Be nice to not be the only clown on board. Oh, are you certified? You're not funny enough to be a clown. Oh, devastating. <laughs> that is all. People McKeel. I felt that one. And <laughs> From the mouth of babes. Mm-hmm. Kids say the darnest things, you know? I call this piece Tears of a Clown. <laughs> listen, listen. I am going to write here that Jacques, the real man, is uh, going to go to sign here. Uh, could, you go, could you all please go sign? Yeah, sure. Sure. And why not? Okay, we've all signed. So I'm going to stop at the city train yard, send this baby out, and who knows, next stop or two, we might have our very own entertainment car, courtesy of uh, Madame Sham. I'm so excited. Candace is going to love this. I'm sure she is. She's going to be so overjoyed. She's going to be so proud of us for finding this. Oh my gosh. Can you, do you think she's going to like give us raises? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be so good. Man, I, I'm just real proud of what we did today. Me too. You guys think we're going to get a raise? Now who's the clown? Pride of Pasquale is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org. And additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville. Played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge name Colburn. Played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name McKeel. Played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus contents, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll let Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.